It's September 9th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories today. Queen Elizabeth of the United Kingdom died yesterday at her estate in Scotland. She served as Queen of the United Kingdom and the other Commonwealth realms for more than 70 years, making her one of the longest reigning monarchs ever. Her reign spanned 15 prime ministers, starting with Winston Churchill, who was born in 1874, all the way to Liz Truss, who was born 101 years later in 1975. Her son, King Charles III, has assumed the throne, and he is expected to address the nation later today. North Korea has passed a law declaring itself to be a nuclear weapons state, according to state news agency KCNA. The country's leader, Kim Jong-un, called the decision irreversible and ruled out the possibility of any talks of denuclearization, it said. The law also enshrines the country's right to use a preemptive nuclear strike to protect itself. The U.S. reviewed its North Korea policy last year and reiterated that complete denuclearization of the Korean peninsula was the goal. Mr. Biden said he would pursue it with a mix of diplomacy and stern deterrence. Mr. Kim responded by saying his country must prepare for both dialogue and confrontation. Indian and Chinese troops have begun disengaging from a key friction point In the western Himalayas, both sides have confirmed, two years after clashes at the frontier strained diplomatic ties and killed more than a dozen soldiers. The military disengagement from the Gogra Hot Springs border area comes ahead of a meeting in Uzbekistan next week that China's President Xi Jinping and Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi are expected to attend. Both the Asian giants still have thousands of soldiers along the de facto border, known as the Line of Actual Control, where they are backed by artillery, tanks, and fighter jets. India and China share an undemarcated 2,360-mile border where their troops previously adhered to long-standing protocols to avoid the use of any firearms. I think something that's not discussed enough is how border conflicts remain a problem for modern nation-states. India and China, two nuclear states, have this massive border with unclear boundaries. India and Pakistan, additionally, two nuclear states, disagree about Kashmir's status. Kosovo's status is disputed, Taiwan's status is disputed, and that is to say nothing about the war in Ukraine. Porous and ill-defined borders were not as big a problem historically when they were remote and governments weren't as centralized. However, with stronger governments and the interconnectedness provided by the internet, borders can seem very close. Things are also murkier as the internet has allowed ethnic groups to more tightly associate across borders and share real and sometimes fabricated news about their treatment in neighboring states. As we move towards a great power competition framing of international affairs, 
we shouldn't miss the impact these flare-ups have on the lives of those involved and on the global community. Elsewhere, Pakistan's former Prime Minister Imran Khan appeared in court on Thursday and refused to formally apologize in a case in which he faces contempt charges over his verbal threat to a female judge during a political rally last month. Under Pakistani law, Khan's appearance was a chance offered by the Islamabad High Court for the ousted Prime Minister to avoid going to trial, which an apology would have averted. But Khan declined insisting he made no threats, in turn prompting the court to schedule the first hearing for September 22nd. During the rally, Khan directed his comments against the judge. Quote, You also get ready for it. We will also take action against you, Khan said at that time. The president of the Dominican Republic has barred Haiti's former interim prime minister, who is now an aspiring presidential candidate, from entering the country, a move that further heightens tensions between the two nations that share the island of Hispaniola. The order against Claude Joseph that was signed Wednesday by Dominican President Luis Abinader also bans 12 Haitian gang leaders from entering the country. It comes as Haiti is becoming increasingly unstable following the July 7, 2021 assassination of its president. Abinader's order, which authorizes the president to ban anyone from entering the country if they have a criminal record or pose a threat to national security, is the latest tussle between Joseph and Dominican officials. Angola's Constitutional Court made a final ruling on Thursday to dismiss a complaint filed by the runner-up in the August 24th election, seeking to annul the results that gave victory to the ruling MPLA party. After the country's most closely fought election, the Electoral Commission declared the People's Movement for the Liberation of Angola, MPLA, the winner last week. That extended the MPLA's stay in power which has continued uninterrupted since independence in 1975. Court Chief Lorinda Cardosa told reporters that evidence was analyzed and based on that they decided to reject the case. UNITA and other opposition parties called for peaceful demonstrations to protest against what they have described as election irregularities. Leaders in Europe are trying to address the continent's ongoing energy crisis amid soaring costs. Energy ministers from the 27 member states of the European Union are meeting in Brussels today to discuss a set of proposals aimed at combating rocketing power prices as winter looms. The meeting comes as Russian gas deliveries to Europe have fallen by almost 90% in the past 12 months with tensions over Moscow's invasion of Ukraine compounding the supply problem. In the UK, Prime Minister Liz Truss announced that the typical household energy bill in the UK will be frozen at £2,500 for the next two years in an unprecedented government intervention in the UK energy market. The plan is projected to save the average household at least 1,000 pounds a year, Trust said. 
In lighter news, finding out that shrinkflation, adorkable, subvariant, and even pumpkin spice are now officially in the dictionary might make you exclaim, yeet! I-C-Y-M-I, those are five of the 370 words and phrases that Merriam-Webster added to its dictionary this month, the publisher announced Wednesday. Oh yeah, I-C-Y-M-I, short for, in case you missed it, was also added. Some of these words will amuse or inspire, others may provoke debate. Our job is to capture the language as it is used, Peter Sokolowski, Merriam-Webster's editor-at-large, said in a statement. All I can say is hashtag cringe. That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the dsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, we'll speak with Sybil Oktay, Associate Professor and Director of the School of Politics and International Affairs at the University of Illinois Springfield about the changing leadership in Europe. Go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. Mm-hmm.